0: to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the prayer of David as we pick up in Psalm chapter 52, verse 1. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: Only the priest was supposed to eat this showbread. It was the bread, 12 loaves, that they put out on the table, each loaf representing one of the tribes of Israel. And it was set out on the table in order that the idea was that God might be constantly reminded of each of the 12 tribes. It was there within the tabernacle on the right-hand side as the priest would enter into the tent. On the right-hand side, there was this table with the 12 loaves of bread. Now we say loaves of bread, and you picture, you know, the white wonder bread loaf or something. But actually what they have was, it's a flat bread, and it's, and it's round. Loaves about, oh, 12 inches uh, uh, in diameter. And when they bake it, it may rise about an inch or an inch and a half. It is... Good. <laughs> it's got a lot of substance to it. It's chewy, and uh, you know you really know you're eating bread when you eat that bread. It it is so good. Over in Bethlehem, uh, right near the Hokie uh, Church, uh, that they say is where Jesus was born, in a cave underneath of it. Tourists, it seems, always want to see the site of the birth of Jesus, and so they've got a hokey tradition that the site is there down in this cave, and so they take you in, and and it, it's it's a it's a trip. I don't like to go in there. The guide always is laughing at me because he says, "Now this year it's your turn to take him in." He doesn't like to go in there either, and. Uh, and we're always trying to you know, outdo each other so that we don't have to go in there. Because I like to go up the street, up one of the side streets there, there is a baker. <laughs> and he has this, he's, a, he's sort of the um, public baker in a sense. He has this oven there open Uh, Fire in it and the ladies come with big uh, pans of dough And they sit there in this little dark room And he's down uh, in a little sort of a dugout place With this oven going and he has a big spoon Much like they use in the pizza parlors Big flat kind of a shovel thing And these ladies will sit there visiting with each other, and each of them have their own pan of dough. And every once in a while, they'll knead their dough and all. And then when it's their turn, he takes and he has a flour board, and he kneads it, flattens it out, and he bakes it. And uh, then when they get all of their loaves baked, they put them back in the pan, cover them with their towel, and they take off with the pans of bread on top of their head. And you see the ladies walking up the steps with these pans of dough on top of their head coming to the baker to have him bake their bread. Well, if you smile at the ladies and look hungry (laughs) and hold out a little money, and I'm not quite sure yet which of the three it is that works, but anyhow... I always get some of this bread, hot, right out of the oven. Ooh, it's so good. (laughs) But this is the same style of bread that they've baked there for millenniums. 3,000 years ago when David was around. Same kind of, that's why I like, to go in there because, man, you're you're stepping back into history. That hokey church has all kinds of gaudy baubles of Christmas tree ornaments and everything else, and it 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 just makes me sick. And I, I the bread really makes me feel good, so I like to <laughs> go up the street and watch this baking process. I'm getting hungry. But all he had, now they would change this bread, and of course this bread will just last a long time, and they would change it once a week, and then the priest could eat the loaves of bread, but only he could eat them. No one else was to eat them. But David came in, and he had his men, and he was hungry, and he said, you got anything to eat? And he said, all I've got is this showbread. David said, well, we're so hungry, and so he gave him the showbread. Now, it was not really lawful that David eat that, but it was an interesting thing that God's laws are flexible in that when a guy is hungry, then, you know, there could be a little overlooking of the rule, nobody eats this but the priest. It's the law of life and hunger that's superseded. And even Jesus in the New Testament acknowledged that it was all right. When they were trying to lay some trip on him because he had violated their traditions of the Sabbath, he said, don't you remember what David did when he was hungry, how he went in with his men and ate the bread which was unlawful to eat for anybody but a priest? And Jesus was pointing out, even in their, you know, great King David, there was this thing where The need of an individual superseded the tradition of the law. Uh, The idea was, here was a guy who was on the Sabbath day, and he was sick. And they didn't want Jesus to heal him because it was the Sabbath day. And Jesus pointed out this thing of David in order to show that human need supersedes the traditions, the laws of the Sabbath, whatever. Human need supersedes that. Jesus said, is it lawful on the Sabbath to save a life or to kill a life, to do good or to do evil? And so the law of human need, Sabbath day or not, you can help them. Now, when Doeg came to Saul, he said, David was up there and the priest helped him, gave him bread and gave him Goliath's sword. And Saul, in his stupid, blind anger, went up and killed the priest. And his sons. And David now is upset over this dog, Doeg, who told Saul that he was up there. So this psalm is directed against this <laughs> Doeg. Why do you boast yourself in your mischief, O mighty man? The goodness of God continues. Your tongue devised mischiefs like a sharp razor working deceitfully. You love evil more than good and lying rather than to speak the right things. You love all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue, and God shall likewise destroy thee forever. He shall take thee away. "'and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place, "'and root thee out of the land of the living. "'The righteous also shall see in fear "'and shall laugh at him. "'Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, "'but trusted in the abundance of his riches "'and strengthened himself in his wickedness. "'But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. "'I trust in the mercy of God forever.' I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it and I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy saints. So David's sort of prayer against and concerning this fellow who had caused the death of the priest who helped David. Psalm 53 is the same as Psalm 14. These are... Similar psalms. There are about three places where psalms repeat themselves, not in total. Such as this is pretty much in total with Psalm 14. In uh, others, maybe three or four verses are repeated. But this, the full psalm. The fool hath said in his heart, "There is no God." Paul said, because they. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful. Their foolish hearts were darkened, and professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. You meet a person who says, I'm an atheist. According to God's word, he's a fool. Corrupt are they. They've done abominable iniquity. There's none that doeth good. And God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and that did seek God. And every one of them has gone back. They are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Paul quotes this in Romans chapter 2. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There were they in great fear where no fear was, the wicked fear when there's no cause to fear. For God hath scattered the bones of him that encamps against thee. Thou hast put them to shame because God hath despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. Now this is a prayer, actually, For the future, when Jesus shall come and establish the kingdom, the salvation of Israel coming out of Zion is always a reference to the glorious millennial reign of Christ. When God brings back the captivity of his people, for Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Psalm 54 is to the chief musician on a stringed instrument, a prayer of David, When the Ziphons came and said to Saul, David's hiding down in the wilderness of Ziph. And so even as he didn't care about Doeg telling Saul where he was, neither did he care about the Ziphims. And so he has a few choice words for them. Save me, O God, by thy name and judge me by thy strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and give ear to the words of my mouth. For strangers, the Ziphites, are risen up against me, and the oppressors seek after my soul, and they have not set God before them. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is with them that uphold my soul. He shall reward evil unto my enemies. Cut them off in thy truth. I will freely sacrifice unto thee. I will praise thy name, O Lord, for it is good For he hath delivered me out of all trouble, and my eye hath seen the desire upon my enemies. So David's prayer that God would honor him and take care of his enemies. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. Told you David was capable of inspiring hate or love. He either loved the guy or hated the guy. And and the the feelings towards David were quite strong. And, And he was always praying about his enemies and those that were after him and those that were seeking to destroy him. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had the wings like a dove, for I would fly out of this place and be at rest. Lo, then I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and the tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go upon the walls thereof, and mischief also, and the sorrows are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. Now David evidently wrote this psalm when he was fleeing from Absalom, For David's close counselor and friend Ahithophel actually revolted against David when Absalom did. He went with Absalom, and Ahithophel began to counsel Absalom on how to destroy David. And this is the thing that really hurt David, is that Absalom had turned against him. David said, For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was you, a man mine equal, my guide, my acquaintance, We took sweet counsel together. We walked into the house of God in company. And so David is is so hurt because it really wasn't an enemy to David that had done such a dirty thing to him. But it was a fellow that he had had beautiful fellowship with. They'd talked together. They'd counseled together. They had gone into the house of God in fellowship together and yet he turned himself against David. And that's always, I think, some of the greatest hurts that we experience are when men that we have trusted and put our confidence, utmost confidence in, and we've trusted them unquestionably and they have worked together with us and labored together with us, And we have given them great responsibilities. And suddenly they turn and they begin to tell vicious lies. They violate the trust that you've put in them. They turn against you. They take from you. And that hurts because you've put all kinds of confidence in them. You've trusted them completely, implicitly. And suddenly you realize, as did David, in verse 21, the words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were like a drawn sword. And that's what really hurts, is when someone that you have really placed complete confidence and trust in and entrusted with a great part of the ministry and then they turn and try to take it. That hurts beyond anything that I have ever had hurt as far as the ministry goes. And David felt this very hurt himself, the hurt of a friend, a comrade, an associate, one that you had fellowshiped and trusted when they turn against you. So David speaks about this, the turning of Ahithophel. And David isn't so kind with him. After he turned, he said, Let death seize upon them. Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. You know, it's not going to destroy me. The Lord is going to take care of me. But the tragedies that will befall those. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old. Because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant the broken promises and covenants. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were like drawn swords. David said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction, bloody and deceitful men, shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. That's the only place to move, into the Lord. And there is comfort and blessing and joy. Psalm 56, this is the prayer of David when he heard a mourning dove, uh, that is a mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, dove out in the distant terebinth trees. He no doubt heard these doves cooing off in the distance. David, there's sort of something soulful and, and, and mournful about those doves when they're crying. He said, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, he fighting daily oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. But what time... I am afraid I
0: will trust in Thee. We'll return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Psalms on our next broadcast. As Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Psalms 52 through 56 when visiting the thewordfortoday.org. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck.
1: May the Lord be with you. Watch over and keep you in His love. May the Spirit of God just take the Word of God and continue to refresh our minds and our hearts in God's truth. May the Lord bring back to us in our times of need that word that we have put in our hearts and have studied together. May we grow together in the family of God into that fullness, into that completeness. He would have us to experience and know in Jesus
0: Christ. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California.
2: For those who like to read books electronically on their mobile devices, you can now download most of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith's books to your Kindle reader or any mobile device, such as your cell phone. What a blessing to be able to have these resources with you at all times, especially when you're in a place to minister to another person. If you read eBooks, then you know the advantage of being able to search, find, and minister within seconds. And with all of Pastor Chuck and Kay's insights into biblical wisdom, this is a great opportunity to be able to gain from their books so you can share the good news with others. If you would like more information on how to download Pastor Chuck and Kay's e-books, you can call the Word for Today customer service department at 1-800-272-9673. That's 1-800-272-9673. Or to download most of Pastor Chuck and Kay's eBooks online, visit
1: thewordfortoday.org. Again, that's thewordfortoday.org.